You're listening to a podcast from Victory. God's enriching grace transforms our finances. Learn more about this message in week four of our series, Amazing Grace. Second Corinthians 9 verse 8. It says here, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency, can you say that with me? Sufficiency. In all things, at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, He has distributed freely, He has given to the poor, His righteousness endures forever. Can you say that with me? Forever. Forever, forever po ang Panginoon sa buhay natin. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness you will be enriched. Can you say that with me? Enriched. Pagyayamanin tayo in every way to be generous in every way, which through it, it will produce thanksgiving to God. Now, in the NIV version, ito yung isa sa mga favorite ko na version ng uh, scripture na to. It says here, and God is able to bless you abundantly. Sino dito gusto yon? Abundant blessings. No? So, abundant, hindi abundat, no? I bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Napakatindi po ng abundance na gustong i-bless tayo ng Panginoon because ang sabi dito, in all things, at all times, you will have what? All that you need. This uh, phrase, to bless you abundantly, is kind of big deal to me, especially when I was young. And it's one of the things that I've been claiming in my life when I come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, when I met Jesus when I was way back in college. The reason behind that is because uh, na-experience ko bo yung uh, sobrang walang-wala talaga. I think uh, some of us have heard it about, uh, about it already, and many times I've been mentioning that no? uh, as a testimony of how God has been good and faithful in our life. So, kung okay lang, please bear with me. I'm gonna say it again. I grew up in a squatter's area. So, uh, I came from a very poor family. And I remember during that time, there was uh, this jingle, uh, a song na medyo uso uh, during that time. Yung, ang, dis- ang lyrics ay, Nakaligo ka na ba sa dagat ng basura? Nakatulog ka na ba sa gitna ng kalsada? You know, when I first heard that, para ko na siyang national anthem. Alam niyo yun, yung pagkarinig na pagkarinig mo, gaganon ka. Story of my life. Legit po mga kapatid, I've been there. I mean, nakaligo na po ako sa dagat ng basura. Uh, in this uh, picture, by the way, ito yung itsura ng uh, place that I once lived uh, long time ago, so kaya medyo pixelated. So, ito ilog, no? And many times, I've, sleep na, I've slept sa kalsada, no? Buti na lang talaga hindi ako dinampot ng police at uh, <laughs> uh, somewhere or napagkamalang addict, no? So, praise God naman, kahit pa paano, ay medyo nabuhay ng desente despite the lack. But uh, these things kinda created a background for me. Kinda created a mindset in my life when it comes to how I see God. Not only that, I'm in the eldest in the family. And if you grew up in the 90s, there is this sikat saying in the 90s for the eldest in the family. I don't know if you've heard that. But many times, I'm hearing that every time I encounter different group of people. Oh, ikaw yung panganay, tas mahirap kayo, kay ikaw ang mag-aangat sa pamilya mo mula sa kahirapan. So try to imagine the burden, no? Nagihirap ka na nga. And then, you feel that heavy weight because of the expectation that you're carrying on your shoulders. Have you been in that situation where it feels like there's something so heavy that you are carrying? So when I've experienced that and when I 
encountered Jesus Christ when I was in college, I have this notion in my mind na, Lord, I'm poor. I'm a victim of my situation. Therefore, I am in need. Ganun yung relationship ko kay God before. I am in need. I deserve to be blessed abundantly. Give me. I want to receive. And perhaps you don't, I mean, perhaps we didn't experience that kind of situation when way back then. But there are always those moments where we say to God, I want to receive. Because I deserve this. Nakita mo ba, Lord, yung pinagdadaanan ko? Yung hirap na nararanasan ko? And it may not be just financially, but in other areas of our life. And then we say, Lord, I need this. Lord, I deserve this. And yet, when you look at this verse, sometimes, when we think about us being blessed abundantly, we look at it in that context. I deserve this. You will bless me abundantly. When we talk about grace, it is not a license for us to continue on living against the will of God. There has to be a deeper understanding of God's grace so that as we walk in this grace, something will be unlocked in our lives and all the more we will experience the grace and the generosity of God. We are all called to live a life of grace. And it's very important that we realize that grace is more than what we receive. In fact, there is a purpose for receiving that grace. And my hope and my prayer is that after this preaching, we'll be able to practically apply that. What is that one word that we've missed out? That is the word work. It says here, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things, at all times you may abound in every good. Let's participate. Every good work. Okay. Isa pa, medyo ano, hindi tayo convinced, no? Uh, every good work. So what do we mean by work here? A work is a deed that carries out an intention and purpose. Of course, when we talk about work now, it talks about our job or whatever we're doing. But in this context, it talks about something that we have to fulfill because there is an intent by God and He purposed it to fulfill something. So it's very important that whenever we read the Word, we come to an understanding that as we read the Word and as we apply that, there is a specific intent and purpose of God for that word so that we will be able to truly participate in that. Not only that, it is, work is a command. It is commanded and rewarded by God when we act out of faith. You know, th- this is good news for me. Because sometimes we just say, ito yung command ni Lord, and then period. And, that, and thus, what, what happens now is what, what, what Doc Mark said a while ago. Sometimes we do it just out of obligation. You are Commanded. It's just out of obligation. And yet, when you look at the deeper meaning of this word, it is not just commanded. It is not just we're obligated as a result of our relationship with God. But because God is generous and gracious, there is a sure reward. I don't know if you've read already Deuteronomy 28. Sino po nakapagbasa na ng Deuteronomy 28? The first 14 verses of that chapter talks about blessings for obedience. God is a gracious God that whenever we follow His will and allow His work to happen in our lives and we remain faithful to what God has called us to do, we can have hope because there is a certain reward that God is giving us. So therefore, when we look at the meaning of that word in context, I mean, adding that to create a bigger context when it comes to us abounding in grace, what happens now is that we understand na kapag na-experience natin ang grasya ng Panginoon, meron siyang kaloob na 
kailangan natin gawin at maging bahagi tayo nito. Okay? And as we participate in this command, the reward is He will make all grace abound to us so that having all sufficiency in all things, will we may abound in every good work. So basically, what happens now is that God enables us to do these things and as a result, He sustains it. So my grace to enable us and then my grace to sustain us as we continuously are, allow ourselves to be used by God. Napalalawigin pa natin yung konteksto nito so that we would understand what exactly God is calling us to do. What kind of grace God is calling us to do. In 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6, it says here, The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Paul was mentioning a natural law when it comes to farming. Um, my parents, before they transferred here in, ano, in uh, ano nga ba to? Metro Manila, <laughs> we came from the provinces, when we, they transferred to Manila, they, were, they used to be farmers, uh, specifically sugarcane farmers. Now, the thing about sugarcane is that it takes an entire year bago yung harvest. So, the, the principle that applies there is the amount of uh, sowing or in that context, sugar canes that you will put in that land will basically be the amount that you will get after. So, kung kakapiranggot lamang ang ating ipupunla, kakapiranggot lin lamang ang ating, ano ba yung Tagalog ng harvest? Aanihin, di ba? In the same manner, kung nag-uumapaw ang ating pagpupunla, nag-uumapaw din ang ating pag-ani. Now, as I say that, may gusto lang inject na word ni God doon. Ultimately, it is God who make things fruitful. Kasi sometimes, iba nakakatakot, no? Uumapaw yung ano mo, and wala pa certainty. But uh, the Bible says, a farmer plants a seed, but it is God who will make things grow. It is, the, it is God who will make things fruitful. So may encouragement pa din. Now going back to the scripture, each one must give as he has decided in his heart. So ito na po yan, mga kapatid, no? Each one of us, all of us are called to participate in this. And it has to be a decision of our hearts. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And then the verse that we just read. And, very critical po yung word na end dito because it tells us then na conclusion na pala itong part na to. As we participate in the grace of giving, what happens now is this. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, we will abound in every good work. The sufficiency in all things at all times of which God provides for us enables us now then to abound in every good work. So, the mindset that I have about this scripture when I first encountered this, I was thinking about grace to receive. Which is somehow valid naman. We all have that need. But in reality, it is grace to give. It is a calling for a selfless giving. It is a calling for a generous and gracious giving. And God is the one who will enable us. And He will be the one who will provide us with everything that we need. All sufficiency in all things at all times. Now my point is this. The grace to give is a response enabled in us as we experience God's gen- generous grace towards us. The thing is, whatever we decide from our hearts, such as selfless giving, those things can never be manufactured. Our hearts has to be transformed first before we can really do that genuinely. We can never fake it. And even as we do it, if we do it just out of our own will, our own strength, our own ability, we'll be, be burnt, we'll be burnt out. We'll be discouraged. 
So it's very important for us first to experience the generous grace of God. In 2 Corinthians verse eight, chap, uh, chapter 8, verse 9, you know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though He was rich, yet for our sakes He became poor, so that by His poverty, He could make you rich. Though He was rich, it talked about Jesus seated in the heavenly places. I don't know how you pictured that to be, but knowing that God is the creator of the entire universe, probably that place is way, 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 way better than the place that we are in right now. In Revelations, it says there, there will be no tears, no hunger, no suffering. Now try to imagine how full of fun that place is, no? Pwede ka mag-party every day without worrying about tomorrow because everything is already made available in that place. Jesus is rich. He is seated in the heavenly places. And yet, for our sakes, para sa atin, para sa kapakanan natin, for you and me, para dyan sa taong nakaupo, sa upuan mo ngayon, for your sake, He became poor. Imagine the creator of the universe becoming human. And whenever I think about that, no, God is not limited by time and space. We're limited by the 24 hours a day that we have. But the Bible says a day is like a thousand years for the Lord. So imagine the comfort of not being limited by time and space. No, of course, Jesus can go in different places because He still shared that divine nature with God. And yet, He chose to walk. No? He chose to feel hungry. He chose to experience suffering. He experienced being betrayed. He experienced being left behind, being rejected. Imagine the poor state that Jesus went through just for you and me. And I feel like the poorest of the poorest that he experienced was when he said on the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now try to imagine if we're the ones experiencing that. I think the world will fall apart. Try to imagine he who holds all things together, all of a sudden forsaking you. There's no meaning for life anymore. There will be no security. There will be no stability. We will lose even our identity apart from God. Jesus experienced that. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? His Father has forsaken him. As we get deeper in the theology, it talked about really the result of sin that he carried for us on the cross. He did not sin. We sinned. But who experienced rejection by the Father Himself? It is Christ. He's rich, and yet for our sakes, He became poor. So that what? We'll be able to experience the richness of His glory in eternity. Imagine yung pinagdaanan ni Jesus para sa atin. So that we will have a chance to experience not just richness today, but also richness in eternity. What a gracious and generous God who is so much willing to sacrifice His most precious just for us. In Second Corinthians, Paul in this chapter was encouraging the Corinthian church to generously give. According to him, if we do not fully, I mean, the, the lack or the inability to, for us to be, to generously give is rooted on the lack of understanding of how gracious and generous God is. And that is why he was exhorting the Corinthian church that now that you've experienced the grace of God, be gracious in your giving. Be selfless, be unconditional in your giving because you've been provided by the generous grace of God. And then he used the Macedonian churches as an example to the Corinthian church. The Macedonian churches are comprised of the church in Philippi, 
I think Galatia and another one na nakalimutan ko na. But basically, what, were, what they were experiencing during that time is that they were experiencing severe poverty. And not only that, they were experiencing extreme or severe extreme poverty and then severe test of affliction. So, nagihirap sila. In our context, that's what we call below poverty line. So, mahirap talaga ito mga kapatid natin sa Macedonian churches during that time. And not only that, nagihirap sila at pinapahirapan sila. The affliction that they were experiencing were a result of the society persecuting them. When they heard that they, they are Christians, they have faith in Jesus Christ, they were being stripped off of their privileges. They were being made fun of. They were being bullied. So, nahihirapan na sila, pinapahirapan pa sila. And yet, how did they express their love to their fellow believers? It overflowed in wealth of generosity on their part. They gave according to their means, and as I can testify, testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, hindi po sila pinilit, mga kapatid. It is a decision of their heart begging us, nagmamakaawa. <laughs> Allow us to take part in that grace of giving in the relief of the saints. You know what? Sometimes I think parang nonsense yung ginawa ng mga Macedonian churches. Eh. Parang on my end, in, if I will gonna look at my selfish heart, parang it doesn't make sense to me. There was a time in summer na syempre pag summer, walang pasok, tapos pag walang pasok, walang baon, walang allowance. Pero pag summer kasi mainit eh. So may paborito ang merienda kapag summer. Hindi ko alam kung nabutan nyo na yun, pero ang tawag namin doon, iced candy. Uh, anyone familiar with iced candy? Uh, kasi ngayon, ano na yun, uh, ice pop, uh, melon na, yung mga, mga ganun na yun, uh, Greek yogurt na parang ice cream, no? So, gusto ko yun, every summer when I was young. So, what I would do, because walang baon, dumidiskarte ako. Uh, pag summer, isa sa mga ginagawa ko to earn some money is that nangangalakal ako. So, nangangolekta ng plastic, ng jaryo, ng ano, yung mga tapos na ng mga readings sa mga band paper, medyo mahal yun during that time, no? Tapos, bakal, tanso, pero I assure you, never po akong umakyat ng bahay para pumitas ng wire, no? Uh, medyo decente naman ako kahit pa paano during that time. But we do that. We do that. Uh, buong umaga and then tanghali, saktong-sakto, sobrang init, ice candy. Diba? Now, every time that happens, yeah, panganay ako sa magkakapatid, so may ice candy. Ganto ka laki. Oh my goodness. Kaya diba? mainit, lalasapin mo na yung ice candy. Pinagirapan mo to eh. Diba? Pero from afar, may kita mo yung mga kapatid mo sumusugod papunta sa'yo. Kuya, kuya, binibili na dyan. Binibili na ako niya. Pang isang ice candy lang yung kaya ko. Ah, ganun ba? O oh, sige, pakagat, pakagat. Lima kami magkakapatid, mga kapatid. Tapos for some reason, malalaki yung mga kagat nila. Kasi parang, oh plastic na lang yung natitira sa akin. Every time na binibigay yung ice candy sa kanila. Of course, hindi ko pakilala si God noon during that time. So it created resentment in my heart. Alam mo yon, Yung parang, every time na alala mo, yung, yung plastic na lang sa ice candy, parang kumukulo yung buong kalamnan mo. Diba? So, may... Uh, ato, kinukwento ko, hindi para ano ha, hindi para gayahin nyo. No, kinukwento ko lahat ng mga kabalastugan ko nung bata ko. Para yung mga kabataan natin ngayon, hindi nyo na kailangang ulitin yung mga pagkakamali ko. No? So, sana makinig kayo sa aking medyo matanda. No? Um... There's this one time, no? Same thing. Kalakal, galakal, yes. Fruits of my labor. Ice candy. Pero, iba na yung attitude ko during that time. Kita ko sila from afar. Ito na naman sila. Ginanong ko yung ice candy sa harap niya. Tapos habang palapit sila, sama-sama tayo maghihirap dito! 
Walang makakapag-ice candy simula ngayon. Naghirap ako, hindi ako makapag-ice candy, kayo din. Sama ako, no? Sobrang selfish ko during that time. Well, of course, kailangan nating balance ito, no? Um, eventually, nakilala ko si God, Victory Weekend, isa sa mga part doon, forgiveness, di ba? So, I, I just really have to humble myself and go back to my siblings and recall that memory so that I can ask forgiveness for. And, of course, syempre, kailangan ko din bumawi. So, hindi na lamang ice candy binibigay ko sa kanila, no? Bumila halo-halo, ice cream, tas hawak ko yung ice cream, tas, hindi, hindi, wala <laughs> If I am to wear that mindset when it comes to looking at the, how the Macedonian churches responded in helping, I would say, I wouldn't do that. Nagihirap ako eh. Bakit ako tutulong? I've experienced lack. I don't have anything at all. Why are you asking me to give this? Said na said na ako. Walang wala na. And then you're asking me to give? It doesn't make sense. And maybe we're experiencing things like that. You're already drained. Wala nang tumutulo. Wala nang mailalabas. And yet we are in situations where God calls us to give. God calls us to sacrifice. God calls us to be selfless. One thing I've discovered about the Macedonian churches, why they responded in the opposite spirit is that they've experienced the grace of God. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given. They've experienced the grace of God. I've realized that if we're experiencing, and this is just an arbitrary number, if we're experiencing the one million of God, it's so easy for us to give. Ten pesos, a hundred, and perhaps a hundred thousand. Because we're already experiencing the one million of God. And that is the mindset of the Macedonian churches during that time. The Bible says God owns the world and everything in it. And then it also, the Bible also says that we'll be enriched in every way. And God is the one who will reward us. Therefore, as we hold on to that, to God and His promises, it's just so easy for us to follow Him whenever He asks us to give something for the sake of others. But there are also times where God will test us because whenever we experience this blessing or this gift or this good thing that we're experiencing, sometimes the good thing becomes what? A God thing. Na mas hold natin, na mas importante itong nare-receive natin than the one who is giving. My hope and my prayer is that as we claim being blessed abundantly, we don't make our resources our God. God should remain the God in our lives. Kasi what do you call when you worship or you make those things your God instead of God Himself? What do you call that? Idolatry. First command in the Bible, there should be no other God. And an idol is a very harsh God. It will destroy us it will never give us meaning. It will never give us security. It is only God that can give us meaning, security, stability, even when we don't have anything. Try to imagine that. When we have God, the rest is just a bonus. Because it is only God that can satisfy us. It is only God that can give us peace even in these chaotic seasons of our lives. It is only God that can do that. Can you still give even it will not benefit you? I hope yes because our hearts now are rooted that there is a giver and His name is God. Even as I give and it will not benefit me, I get my benefits from God because He is the one rewarding me. Can you still do that kahit walang return of investment? 
eventually we'll be burnt out if it is not rooted in God. We will get discouraged, especially if the results that we are expecting after we give are not met. Can we really be unconditional in our giving if it is just according to our own strength, skill, and ability? Unless we are transformed by the generous grace of God through Jesus Christ, we will never be truly, biblically, and selflessly generous in our giving to others. When was the last time you selflessly gave? When was the last time that you allowed God to use you and to to be generous and gracious to the people that God wants to show Himself? I myself have experienced the generosity and the grace of God through the generosity of His people. It's already February, and okay lang ba mag-share ng konti? Okay lang, no? Life story. It's already February, and it's, this month is actually the death anniversary of my ex-fiancé. No? You've heard about that during the series. Grace din yun, eh. Grace changes everything. I'm going through now a process where you go through counseling and grieving. I, I've, I've discovered recently that there's really a season of grieving. And in as much as there are painful things coming back, the importance of going through a grieving process is that for you to recover for certain, from certain traumas that you've experienced. What happens in that process is that you go through that, and then you go back to those painful moments and try to see where God is in that picture. And as a result, it creates now, instead of painful memories, it creates now God memories, and as a result, it brings you to recovery and healing. So, I'm kind of you know, going through that. And praise God, because He's helping me uh, overcome certain fears that I've had during that time. There are one area that uh, God ministered to me specifically, and that is in the area of believing God for provision. You see, what happened is that even prior to my ex-fiancé being hospitalized, we've been going in and out of the hospital. And uh, it just so happened that uh, nung pa, ano, na, when she started getting sick, that's also the time when she resigned for work and her health insurance became invalid. So all the medical benefits, gone. But of course, because... Ano, because uh, uh, I care for her and because uh, her health is very important for her, I volunteered. No, uh, Last love ko, I was believing, Lord, we will overcome this. So, so I volunteered. Okay, sige. Uh, no, um, we'll go through this and gonna be- believe God for uh, healing. So when, when those things were happening, my wed- our, our wedding fund started getting drained hanggang sa naubos. And then, few... Months after, natatouch na yung emergency fund that I've been saving up for five years. So when I started working, I saved up for my, my personal emergency fund. But uh, because I care for the person, I'm, I mean, I'm willing to, ano, God is a provider. He will uh, replenish our treasures, basically. That's what I'm holding on during that time. Pero naubos din. My goodness. Naubos din. Tapos, na-hospital pa siya. Nung na-hospital siya, I'm just relying on the operational expense that I've had. My, my, basically, I, yung kinukuha ko sa sweldo and just believing God uh, provide. But because of all those challenges that we've experienced, we don't, alam mo yun, lagi talagang kulang. Our everyday stay there is very expensive. So every day, Lord, help us how to go through about it. Dumating kami sa point na walang-wala na talaga. You know, one thing that I discovered is that during those moments, kasi before, mas naaalala ko yung being in that dark situation. Now I've realized that God has been very generous and gracious during those times. There were actually people visiting us. Most of them, I don't even know and have no idea specifically about the bill that we have to settle every day. 
but they would go there. Hindi ko sila kilala. First time ko silang namit. And then they would just pray for us and just encourage us in the faith. And then they would say, you know what, Emil, as we are praying for you, God spoke to us and we want to bless you with this. To my surprise, and every day ito nangyayari, ha? to my surprise, every, ako kasi nag-asikaso sa bill section, the amount that is needed to be settled for that day is the same exact amount that God is giving us through His people. I don't know how that happens because we were not even disclosing the bill. So every day, it's just like that. And then, Tin went through uh, major operations and then the doctor said, okay na. Tapos yung major operations, you'll just wait for the result and then you can be discharged. Now, during that time, wala akong, pa, wala akong idea pa nung meron palang tinatawag na final bill. Yung bago i-discharge, lalabas yung last bill. But because I've experienced how God provided for me every day, <laughs> sige Lord, the time bill section and let's believe God for provision. We shall overcome. Not until I see the statement of account. And it was very huge. I don't know how to settle it. I don't, I, I, that's the part I've questioned God. Can you really do this? Because this is way, way, way impossible for me. Even when I try to contact my friends, this is way, way impossible for me. Yawa yung konting idea. Konting amount na lang, it's almost half a million. And during that time, it was very, very impossible for me. How will I do that, Lord? Does that mean that we're going to stay longer here in the hospital until we'll be able to raise up that amount? How will that happen? Umiiyak ako, mga kapatid, sa loob ng bill section. As in, umiiyak ako kasi pa. Ano na natin to settle. And then on that day, without me knowing, a friend of mine visited me. And then he said, Oh, Emil, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Siyempre, hindi ko pa rin minimension yung, ano, yung bill. Eh. I'm good. God is faithful. And then he told me, You know what, Emil? As I was praying for you, God asked me to ask you about your bill. Sure ka ba dyan? Why are you asking me about our bill? And then God told me, Okay. Bro, ka magugulat dito, ah. Eh, yung malaking amount. Siguro you can pray for me. Ganun kababa na yung faith ko, mga kapatid. Pray for me. Okay. And then, I showed him the bill, the amount, and then he said, you know what, the reason why I'm asking is because God told me to be the one to settle your bill. Seryoso ka ba dyan? Yeah. Because God wants to show how much He loves you. How much He is gracious to you. And how much He is very generous in your life. And let me do this, Emil. Because this is God's call to me. God is able. He is generous. He is gracious towards us. We will experience that. And sometimes, God will call us to be the one, to be the instrument of God's generosity and grace and love towards others. Will you allow God to use you in that grace of giving? All I can say is that the generous grace of God in His life translated to a life of gracious giving. Not only during that time my needs were met, but out of that unbelief, out of that questioning God, it led me to actually joyfully express my thanks to God. Sino ba namang hindi mapapahaliluya kapag na-experience mo yan? Ikaw nga, sige. May lumapit sa'yo, tinulungan ka dun sa pinabagay na sobrang kailangan mo. Hindi ka ba mapapa-amen, praise God, hallelujah? Diba? Lahat na ng pangalan ng Panginoon, tinawag mo na sa kaka-thank you mo kay God, diba? So it, it, it created something in me 
And that was a result because someone demonstrated how gracious God is and how He's gener- generous towards us. Could it be that the reason why we are being blessed is so that we will be a blessing to those who are in need? Could it be that the reason why we have all sufficiency in all things at all times is so that we'll be able to abound in every good work, just like what the Scripture says? Now, are you confident in the generosity of God that as you follow Him and live a generous and gracious life, He will supply all that you need and He will enrich you in every way so that you can be generous in every way. Well, one thing I've realized, kapag nagbibigay tayo as a response to, our, to God's call in our life, minsan kasi feeling natin may nababawa sa atin. Pero what happens is that as we allow God to use us and give ourselves to others, what happens is, binibigyan tayo ng Panginoon ng siksikliglig at umaapaw. Diba the Bible says, what you lose for my name's sake will be returned to you what? A hundredfold. Do you want that? What you're holding on right now? Or do you want the hundredfold that God can give you? I hope we will choose to take hold of the hundredfold that God wants to give us. God meets the need of His people through His people. And as we participate in this, it brings glory and thanksgiving to God. Few more slides, God is able. I've experienced that in my life. God is able. The reason why right now I'm alam mo yon, sige, lusob tayo, kahit sa tayo pumunta, God is able. He proved that many times in my life. In fact, one of the things then uh, I just remember it now, I'm a mechanical engineering graduate in UP Diliman and there was one time kung saan I heard a very clear call from God to Go back here in Quezon City. I mean, when I graduated, I ran away from Quezon City. And I want to do what I want to do. But then there is this one moment when I heard a very clear, from God, clear call from God. Go back in Quezon City. I want you to be a blessing to the next generation. I like, Lord, I'm working on my career. Lord, I don't want to let go of this opportunity. And yet... Sobrang clear yung boses ng Panginoon eh. Go back. I want you to be a blessing to the next generation. During that time, I was not even volunteering in kids' ministry. And I've never realized that God, God's gonna eventually call me in kids' ministry. But that is the very specific thing that He called. I want you to bless the children. So, okay Lord, I'm gonna obey you and follow you. But Lord, I have all these things. I need you to be the one to fulfill this for me. Diba nga, what you lose for the Lord's name's sake will be returned to you a hundredfold. There are many things that I've written down that I want God to be the one to settle for me. Because I will really surrender my life to His calling. You know what God did? And that is why He is able for me. We don't have a house. God provided a house for us. Taga-squatter kami, di ba? God provided a house for us. Digit, dati natutulog ako sa ano? Ngayon, malamig na semento. Ngayon, hindi na lang semento yan na, na puro dingding lang na manipis na tinatangin ng bagyo. Naka-tiles po, mga kapatid. No? Nakapalitada yung dingding. No? <laughs> may second floor kami. No? Na may multiple rooms pambihira. God is able. He provided a house. Ako yung panganay. Mag-aahon sa kahirapan ng mga kapatid. Nasa akin na responsibilidad na tulungan yung mga kapatid ko na makapag-aral. You know what? All my siblings are already college graduates. And they were pursuing a good career in their life. One of them actually started a family na. Lord, I don't know where to get the tuition, but you will provide. You will allow me to be a blessing to my siblings. They will graduate in college and they will pursue their own careers. Ano pa ba? There were many tragedies in our families that we've experienced. I think you've heard about my dad going through pancreatic cancer. It's also very expensive, but never kami nagkaroon ng utang. For some reason, God would just bring in His provision through different people and never kami nagkaroon ng utang. And then I mentioned also about the emergency fund that I've been saving for five years that was eventually drained in just the span of 10 years. 
Praise God because in just less than a year, not only I was able to recover my emergency fund, but He gave me not just one, but four more emergency funds. Praise God. Palakpan natin ng Panginoon. No? One thing I can say is that God has given me beyond what I lost for His name's sake. And He is able. So I can say it with confidence na if you follow God, if you fully surrender your life to Him, hindi ka niya pababayaan. Siyang bahala sa lahat ng concern mo sa buhay. He asked us to do what He called us to do. And He will remain faithful. And He will fulfill His promises in our life even beyond what you've asked or imagined. He is the one able to do that. Romans 8.32 He who did not spare His own Son but gave Him up for us, how will He not also graciously give us all things? He will supply. He will increase. He will enrich us so that we can be generous in every way. God's generous grace and reaches us in every way to be generous in every way. Here's my last question for all of us. I've been saying we can never be truly generous or gracious apart from the grace of God. But the question is, how truly generous God is? And I'll end with the scripture. John 3.16 For God so loved the world, He, come on kids, let's participate. For God so loved the world, He gave his only begotten son. Alam mo, pag, when you look at the word begotten, hindi po ito yung kapag nilagay mo sa weighing scale, eh, maximum yung ano, no, bigatin yun. Pero in reality, bigatin talaga ang Panginoon sa buhay natin, right? He's the weightiest in our hearts. But the begotten word here means one and only. One of a kind. The only of its kind. Absolutely unique and above all creation. Nothing compares. That's the meaning of the word begotten. The rarest, the most precious, the most valuable, the greatest gift that we could ever receive. And yet, this was given to us. Yung mga kapatid ko, kapag pasaway sila, hindi ko sila binibigyan ng allowance. Eh. Minsan, no? Parang pag good job sila, sige, Sige, generous, no? Yan yung selfishness ng heart ko eh. Pero wag medyo pa sa'yo eh. Sige, pag-isipan ko muna, tutulungan kita dyan. And minsan, minsan, ganun din tayo, di ba? Pero si God, He knows that the inclination of our hearts is to run away from Him. We've been offending Him. We've been rebelling against Him. In fact, we, don't, we were not even obeying Him and His Word. We choose to do what we feel like is right in our own eyes. But when every time we look at the Word, at the Bible, it's not even right. And whenever I think about that, Lord, You have every right not to give. You have every right not to be gracious and generous towards me. Because I am wicked and I am flawed. Do you see the darkness in my heart? And yet, He loved us. Even in our darkest, God is saying, I'm gonna love you. I'm not gonna give up on you. I'm still gonna pursue you. Let me give you my most precious so that you can truly experience what it means to be rich, not just materially, but in every sense. God chose and preferred to love us and gave His most precious, one and only, of its kind. And it is a gift that is given to us. If you really want to experience what it means, to have an amazing grace in your life, it is by receiving Jesus in your life. It's by receiving the most precious, the most valuable in your life. And if you are here today and you feel like you're not valuable and not worthy, 
Di arapat dapat. God looks at you right now and He says, I love you even at your worst. But I'm not gonna let you stay at your worst. Allow me to lead you to a better place. Allow me to lead you and help you experience the best plans that I have for you. Maybe it's about time to let go of what's keeping you from a relationship with Him. Perhaps it's sin. Perhaps it's selfishness. Perhaps that idea of pag ko to Lord, wala nang lahat. Let it be Jesus. You're everything. With all eyes closed and heads bowed. If you are here today and you want to receive Jesus in your life and fully surrender your life to Him, the most precious, the most valuable, who loves you even at your worst, will you raise your hand so that I can pray for you? If you want to make Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now is your chance. Will you let go of that opportunity? Thank you, Lord. If you're making that decision right now, can you pray with this with me? Lord, I admit that I've been running away from you. I admit that I offended you because of my sins. I admit that I kept on following my own will instead of your own will. But today, I choose to surrender everything at your throne. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I'm the one who's supposed to be punished by sin, and yet you took the cross for me. Help me, Lord, repent of my sins and say no to everything that is against you. Today, I choose to take hold of that new life that, is you, that you are giving. And thank you because not only there are new life, but there's new riches, new rewards, eternal life made available for me. This we ask in prayer in Jesus' name. You just heard a message from Victory. For more messages like these, visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app.